All right. Good morning. We are so glad you're here this morning. We are super short on uh, volunteers and a, uh, a pastor, evidently. So uh, you guys need to be uh, praying, praying for our people. We got so many out with COVID and stomach bugs and flu, and it is just, it has taken over our schools and our community. So you guys, if you would lift those people up when you get a chance. Um, let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, God. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you allow us to be here. And um, God, we just we pray that you speak to us. Father, we pray that your word comes out through this today, Lord. And uh, God, I pray that, that uh, this congregation has something to take home and use throughout the week. Father, we pray for all the sick, Lord. And uh, we pray that, God, we pray for healing over, over them and our whole country, Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Jared called me on Thursday. He went, he went on, a, on a vacation and uh, called me and sounded sick as a dog. And he said, I've got COVID. Uh, good luck. So, <laughs> here I am. But, no, God has put something on my heart. Um, and part of what I'm talking about today is it has to do with, with prayer and and. I just, I've been in, in times in my life where I, I've been praying to God and needed something really bad, and I've prayed, and I've, I've, I've taken it to the Lord, did everything I was supposed to, and I don't feel like my prayers are getting outside the, the ceiling here. I don't, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the metal roof, or maybe it's getting stuck in the attic. I just, I don't think God's hearing them, right? And, and I'm, I'm telling you this because I know now Looking back, I can see at these times in my life when I was feeling this way that God wasn't listening to my, my, to my prayers. It wasn't, it was, he was maybe listening, but he's not going to honor, honor something with somebody that, that is living a sinful lifestyle. So sometimes God answers prayers. He'll say yes, he'll say no, and he'll say a whole bunch of times he says wait. And that is very common especially in my life. I, that's why when I, when I pray, I always, um, I, I started taking a journal. So I've, I've been doing seminary, and uh, the, the big thing in seminary is always have a journal. Always have a journal. Write, write down what you're praying. That way, when you see when you prayed that prayer and when God answered it, and you can kind of get a timeline and, and see how long it took. And, and just w- waited. I mean, you got to be patient and wait till God's will lines up right? So God's always on time, but he's never early. <laughs> um, when your prayers aren't answered, you, you, need to, uh, you need to look into your heart. You need to try to understand what's going on because it's not, it's not God. I promise you, it's your flesh that's getting in the way. So but I, I wrote down, I got some scripture, and I'm going to be going through a bunch of scripture today. So you guys try and keep up the best you can. But if you don't, I, I got all this stuff. You can jot it down, and you can and read it, and check, check me on it later. But um, if you don't have a Bible today, that, would, that is something we would love to give you. We have Bibles out in the foyer. Please, please take one. It is our gift to you. It is our honor to give you God's word to follow along with us today. Unforgiveness. 
Unforgiveness is a, is a huge um, reason that God might not be hearing your prayers. In Matthew 5, um, verse 23, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. So, the same thing applied. This was Jewish people bringing, bringing their gifts to the altar. But same thing applies to us. If, if you're praising God or, or worshiping and asking him stuff in prayer and, and, you've got, and you're mad at somebody, you've got some unforgiveness, somebody did something to you years ago and you can't seem to let go of it, God, God doesn't like that. He doesn't hear. He wants, we're called to forgive. We're called to forgive each other. And that's how you know you're a Christian is when you can go back in those places in your life when you've held grudges against people and you can say, you know, I may not care for that person, but I forgive them. I forgive them. Because that's what God has called us to do. We're to be different. The world wants you to, the world wants you to hold this unforgiveness and keep grudges against people, but we're, we're not called to, to be in the world. Second thing is unconfessed sin. If you've got some, some dark secrets, some, some things that, that you've got on your heart that you think of, and I promise you, you're thinking of it right now. <laughs> if you've got those things in your mind, you need, to, you need to bring those to the Lord. You need to forgive somebody. You need, you need to uh, tell your spouse about something, whatever it is. You need to do that now so God will hear your prayers. Isaiah 59, Indeed, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save, and his ear is not too deaf to hear. But your iniquities are separating you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not listen. Confess your sins to the Lord. We have, you know, a lot of us have these sins that, like, we confess to the Lord, so, God, I'm sorry I did this, but I'm going to do it again tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it again tonight. I'm, this weekend, I'm, I'm going out, and I'm going to do it again. You know, that, <laughs> that's habitual sin. It's stuff that we know we're going to do, and if we don't, if God's calling us to change, and, and we don't do it, and, and sometimes those things are so deep in your, in your soul, in your, in your body, in your flesh, that you can't get rid of it. And a lot of the, a lot of the ways that, that we do that is, is we go, that's when we go confess to somebody in the church, somebody righteous. Like, we don't, we don't do like confession like they do it at Catholic churches where you go and, and the priest tells you to do this or that to, to absolve your sins. What we do, we, we confess our sins to the Lord, and if it keeps coming back over and over and over again, and, and, and you can't just keep going to the Lord and saying, God, I'm, I'm, I just go get some help. Go find somebody. Go find a counselor. The, the James 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. This is healing when somebody prays for you, 
The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So the first thing you've got to do is find somebody that's righteous. And if you're here today, there's lots of people in here that are righteous. Find somebody who can pray for you. The next thing is doubt. If we pray to God and we don't expect things, don't it just, God, I wish this would happen, but I really don't expect, expect it to. That's, that's having doubt in your, in your prayer life. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Don't pray half-hearted prayers. Pray and believe God's going to do it. Even if he says no, even if he says wait, you got to understand that he's, if, you're, if you are doing what he has called you to do, he's, he's hearing them, and he's, he's got a plan. You just don't know it. Dishonoring family life. If you're living in a, in a, uh, a bad situation where, where you and your spouse fight all the time or, or uh, you and your kids, I know teenagers are, are pretty uh, hard to be around. We don't have one yet. I got a five-year-old, and he's, he's pretty tough to be around. But First Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker partner, showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life. Listen to this last part. So that your prayers will not be hindered. If you don't honor your spouse... If you don't honor your family, your prayers are hindered. It says it right there. God doesn't hear them. Disobedience. 1 John 3, 21. Dear friends, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have confidence before God. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive this conviction, right? And when... when the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. You just can't live with yourself. If you, if you know what I mean, you gotta, you got to do something about it. you got to ask forgiveness. And that is God's way of making us be obedient. We have confidence, uh, 22, and receive whatever we ask from him because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. So when we look, dig into our heart, and start peeling back the layers, you begin to see all this stuff like, I'm not, I'm not doing right here. God may not be hearing what I'm saying, but, but when you have all that stuff together, when you have your life going in the right direction, and you're like, God, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm killing it. I'm praying these prayers. I know you're hearing me. You have confidence. Confidence is, is everything, and you can't be praying to God, constantly looking over your back, like, what am I doing wrong? you got to find those things out. And that comes with time in your Bible. That comes with, with understanding God's character. When you start, the deeper you get into your Bible, the more you understand of what God wants from you. Hebrews 4.14 Therefore, since we have a great high priest 
who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus lived a human life. He knows what we go through. He knows what we struggle through. It's, it's, it's common to him because he actually grew up as a, as a human. and He was a teenager. He was a young adult. He did all these things, and he did it perfectly. But he understands where we are. But one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in this time of need. So Jesus, being, being a human, comes down. He doesn't tell us what to do. He, he leads the way. He says, follow me. This is, what, this is, this is how you do it. And with that knowledge, we should have this boldness going to the throne. When we, when we go to our, our, our secret place and we ask the Lord to, to answer our prayers and, and we have this boldness because we know that we're living right by God. We're walking in righteousness. And we're going to make mistakes. Mistakes will be made. It is going to happen, I promise you. So that's kind of the, uh, the, what, that's when God might not hear your prayers, but what about when all that's squared away, you're praying, and you need something from, from the Lord. You've got to hear, you got to hear something. Like, I'm, I've quit my job. I'm waiting for another job. God, I need an answer on where I should look or, or is, you know, whatever it is in your life, it's common in my life that I pray and I demand, I, I need an answer. God, and, and there's so much stuff that can get in the way of that as well. A lot of times if God is directly speaking to you all the time, I would say you probably need to see a doctor. But he does speak to you. And, and that's a fact because when we received the Holy Spirit, so the, in, in, in the Old Testament, the, the Spirit dwelt in, in the temple or the Holy of Holies. And when Jesus dies, the, the Holy of Holies had an had a 80-foot-tall curtain. We talked about this in Bible study this week. It was 80-foot tall, and the curtain was four inches thick. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen a curtain that big. I know I haven't, but when, when, when Jesus dies on the cross, that curtain rips from top to bottom. It's 80 foot tall. Nobody could have ripped it. But when the Holy Spirit dwelt in, in, in the Holy of Holies, which was like in the innermost part of the temple, it comes out of there and it rips that curtain. And if a four-inch thick curtain rips like that. You could probably hear it for miles and miles around. But he comes out of there, and then when Jesus comes back, he tells his disciples he's leaving, he's going, he's going to heaven, he ascends back into heaven, he says, when I, come, when, I, when I leave, I will send you the comforter. He, 
he goes up and on the day of Pentecost, he sends down the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes on us. When we believe in Jesus and confess with our tongue, we receive this Holy Spirit. It's, it's in us. So it lives, he lives in our heart, right? Which makes our body the new temple. So he leaves the temple. He comes into our heart. New temple is our body. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Do not be yoked together with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Belial is another name for Satan. Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? Paul is asking these questions to illustrate how absurd it is to be living one lifestyle and expecting a different outcome. To, to, to be walking with sinners and doing what they do and expecting a blessing from God. It just doesn't happen. For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch any unclean thing and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So Paul's pulling this stuff out of, out of Leviticus. Paul was a, uh, a scholar. He was a scribe. He knew, he knew the, the Old Testament front and back. He knew the Torah. And, and, and he was pulling this stuff out of Leviticus and Exodus where it talks about where God was going to live amongst his people. And, and, and he's saying this, this time, the time has come when God really is living amongst his people. If we believe in him, the Holy Spirit is in our hearts. He is there. So when we think um, God speaks to us, it's the Spirit speaking to us because the Spirit's in our heart. So what I have here is a mixer. This is what we have behind the behind the sound booth back there, but the one back there is way bigger. And this one is, it's a pretty small one, but as you can see, it has a, about 100 knobs, and it looks really complicated, but it's not. If you just, if you break it down, each one of these is a channel. So each one of these is a microphone or a guitar or a or drum, uh, what it, whatever, it, whatever it is, you plug it in there and then you can m put all the music together and, and get a good level. So what we do when we first come in here on Sunday mornings, I get Juan back there and I'm at the sound booth or Dagan. Dagan's back there. Wave at everybody, Dagan. And we say, give me some kick drum, Juan. 
So you might come in early and you just hear Juan just boom, 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 boom. What we're trying to do, we're trying to get a perfect level on that kick drum. We like it where it kind of thumps and you can feel it in your chest, but in between that and rattling the tin, so we like our worship loud and we like to party that way, but uh, that there's a quite a bit of fine tuning. So, so in this one channel, so we're going to break it down to one channel. There's highs, there's lows, there's mids, and, and you've got to fine-tune that where you can hear it just right. But if you get a bunch of musicians in here, which is a common thing, Juan's beating on the drum, Charlie's trying to learn uh, Fur Elise by Beethoven, Chris is tuning his guitar, and, and I'm doing guitar solos, and Dagan's like, I can't, I can't hear it like I need to hear it. There's too many distractions. There's too much stuff going on. And I think a lot of times in our life, when, when we're really needing to hear from God, there's too much junk in our life, too much garbage that we can't, we can't pinpoint and, and, and fine-tune your communication with God. And I think this is very important in our lives, I, especially mine. <laughs> is that a whistle? <laughs> but um, so many times in our life, we, we, we hear voices in, in, our, in our minds that, that, that aren't the right voices to listen to. So we'll have... Three voices in our heads. We'll have the enemy. We'll have our own voice, which the enemy does a real good job of sounding like our own voice. Have y'all noticed that? He, he can, he can, he, he's a liar, so he can make it sound like he's you. That's what, that's what he does. And then you have the Holy Spirit. And so many times, I think that's the devil's main main. Um, Deal is he, he wants you to, to constantly be second-guessing yourself. He wants you to feel um, ashamed of the person you used to be. He wants you to remember your failures constantly, your insecurities. He, wa- he wants you to, to be jealous. Um, all these things are, are just yeah, guilt and worry and, and stuff that's on your heart all the time and, and how do you block it out? How do you block that out? Hey, if I could block that out, I could hear God. I mean, a lot of times it's... But, but once you understand, when you hear these things in your mind, you say, uh-uh, that's negative. God wants the best for me. That's not him. That is not the Holy Spirit speaking to me. That is the enemy. He wants to constantly tell us that you're, you're not good enough. Or maybe you're not qualified to be preaching on Sunday morning. That's what he told me on the way here this morning. You're not qualified. And you know, if I didn't hear that and think, that's not from the Lord. You know, and I could immediately cast that out. Jesus says to uh, hold these thoughts captive. 
when the Spirit speaks, it sounds like helper, comforter, encourager, advocate, counselor. He convicts us of sin. He teaches us. He guides us into all truth. He reminds us. He bears fruit through us. If the Holy Spirit says something to you, you will be able to back it up with Scripture. You will be able to find it in the Bible. If it doesn't go with what the Bible says, that ain't God. God sticks with it. He knows what's, what's in this book. And if it's not from Him, don't listen to it. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's how you know that you have the Spirit. When you start seeing these things in your life come to life, you know that you, that you have the Spirit. We have to be able to discern these voices in our mind. Just like on this mixer, we gotta, we got we to gotta turn down. A lot of cases... When, when everybody just keeps playing, we just mute all these other ones. These are mute buttons. We just mute them. We turn them off. And, and, and Dagan can really hear what's going on with the bass drum or the, or the bass guitar or whatever. He can mute the other ones and just hear exactly what that one's doing. And that's what we got to do in our spiritual headphones. We got to turn down the, uh, the garbage, mute it. Because we know that it's, that it's unfruitful. And as you start to dig into Scripture and, and, and see what exactly God wants from you, 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 can, you can understand His character. You can see these things. And, and it's so much easier. And, I, and that's why we always push, read your Bible, read your Bible. Read it for... Uh, Five minutes a day, seven days a week. Let's, let's do it. I want, I want to encourage all you guys to, to read your Bible every day. I promise you, you will not feel like you've wasted your time. I get something incredible out of it every time I read. And, 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 it, and it speaks directly to my heart. And that's what God does. He wrote us a book. He wrote us an instruction manual on how to live. And then if that wasn't enough, he sent down... A, a guy to, to show us how to do it. But God speaks, God speaks to people all through the Bible. He speaks to Moses through a burning bush at one point. And Moses, he tells Moses to go free his people. He brings them out of Egypt. They wander in the desert for, forever. And, and God and Moses have this, this man-to-man relationship. They actually sit and talk to each other like friends and in this one this one occasion um it's actually when moses goes and gets the ten commandments from from god on this on a on a mountain and uh the israelites are down at the base of this mountain they're just they're just close by they're not even with moses exodus 20 verse 18 all the people witness the thunder and the and lightning, the sound of a ram's horn, and the mountain surrounded by smoke. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. 
you speak to us and we listen, they said to Moses, but don't let God speak to us or we will die. It terrified them to hear God talk to Moses in this, in this way. Well, why would God do that? He wants his people to love him, right? They were, they were constantly, during this journey, they were constantly headed the wrong direction. They'd have to t- make U-turns all the time because, because they were just disobedient towards God. So he comes to him in verse 20. It says, Moses responded to the people, don't be afraid for God has come to test you so that you will fear him and will not sin. And the people remained standing at a distance as Moses approached the total darkness where God was. God spoke to the Israelites that way because he had to, because they needed some fear. They needed to be scared of God at that point. They, they, they had a long journey to go. They were fixing to have to, uh, when they got to the promised land, they were going to have to fight for years and years to get it. He had to toughen these people up. And that's what he was doing here. And then God actually speaks to Elijah in a, in a completely opposite way. In 1 Kings 19, then he said, go out and stand on the mountain in the Lord's presence. At that moment, the Lord passed by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains and was shattering cliffs before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a voice, a soft whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? See, Elijah had a great calling on his life. He was, he was, he was a prophet. And his, at this time, he was, uh, God gave him great authority to, to go turn the people of Elijah's time back to the Lord because they were staring, going the wrong direction. And, and he says here at the end, what are you doing here, Elijah? Like, he did all that. The, 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 the mountains are shattering by this wind that comes by. There's an earthquake. There's fire. God wasn't in those things. He was in a soft whisper. He knew, he knew just how to talk to Elijah. He knew just what to do. So, worship team, if you guys want to want to come back up here, I've got I'm pretty short-winded. If you guys ever heard one of my sermons, so um, God speaks to us in many ways, but there's one way that I promise you He's going to speak to you. It's a way that He needs to for you to understand. I've always had these times in my life where I'm like, God, did you speak? Did I miss it? Was I doing something wrong? Did I not hear it? When God speaks, you'll listen. He'll speak in words you understand. He knows English. He made it, I believe. But God will speak to us in many ways. Hey, He, he speaks to us in visions, dreams. Um, the Bible says young men's Young men will, will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. 
He'll, he'll speak to us through other righteous people. He'll speak to us through circumstances. And as you, as you block out the enemy, as you, as you can discern what you're hearing is God's voice, the Holy Spirit's voice, and not the enemy, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to understand it. It'll make sense to you. John 3.30, John the Baptist says, uh, He must increase and I must decrease. We got to turn, we got to turn the garbage down in our mixers and we got to turn Jesus up and we got to hear it. They're going to play one more song. Um, I'm going to pray. The baskets are going to come down. And part of the way that we worship is through our tithe and offering. And, and if you've got a connection card, if you're new here today, just drop that in there. And um, I just, I want, this week I want you guys to really focus on going, finding a quiet place. Finding a quiet place where you can, where you can go and, and, and just close your eyes and be. Jared kind of walked us through it a couple of weeks ago where we just go and, and we find our favorite place on the planet. And, and, and we imagine it in our head and then we imagine Jesus being there and then we just take all this garbage that we got in our hearts and we give it to him and we say, God, take it. And uh, he might throw it up and hit it with a baseball bat and it'd be gone. But I'm telling you from experience, the Bible says pick up your cross daily. We're going to have to do a lot of this stuff on a daily basis. To keep, to keep this, the, the enemy from attacking us. Y'all pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you, God, for um, just all you're doing in everybody's lives, Lord. We, we thank you in advance for all you're going to do through, this, through these people, Lord. And I, I pray that, Father, that as we begin to dig into your scripture, Lord, and, and really read and understand, God, I pray that you just read to us. God, that it wouldn't be us trying to understand it, Lord, that it would be the Holy Spirit which is in our hearts, Father. And it would come out. It would come out through your word. Father, we love you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You guys stand and worship with us.